Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. We are back, everybody. Yes. I am Katie Petrick, as always, joined by David Fiorazzo. Now, David, did you get your fill of the pumpkin pie? No and yes. I did not get my fill, but I did have pumpkin pie. But there will be continuous filling. Like as your the pumpkin days go on. spice Cheerios? Is that why you yes. got them oh, over there for you? I forgot about that. I had these up here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, we will continue to enjoy the filling of pumpkin pie through the Christmas holiday season. Thank you for asking, Katie. You're, you're most welcome. Now, David, before we get started, I also need to ask you, in addition to your pumpkin spice, how'd you sleep? after that big old Thanksgiving meal you had. Pretty well, actually. Oh, did yeah. you now? Yeah. Well. Well, I have my pillow. Well, there you go. Oop, was I not supposed to? Well, you do have your my pillow, and that's a good thing. I also have my pillow, and I slept pretty decent too, although I didn't have any turkey, and that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> in case you didn't get some good sleep, you would have gotten much better sleep if you were nestled into some quality Giza sheets while resting your little head upon a signature pillow from my pillow. You're probably right. Well, it's that time of year to stock up on sheets, towels, pillows, slippers, robes, and even coffee. Right now, you can save up to 66% on everything by simply using the code EDUCATED. So go to MyPillow.com, use the code EDUCATED, and send Katie and I something nice this Christmas season. Oh, I didn't ask you, did you? why didn't you have turkey? Oh, well, it's a long story for another day, but I had some chicken enchiladas and... They were pretty delightful. All right. Maybe people, I'll have some turkey at Christmas. By the way, email us here at Stay Educated and ask Katie to explain that. She'll, she would love to respond to you. Th this is true. All right. Well, anyway, Donald Trump's former Secretary of State says that the most dangerous person in the world is not some foreign dictator. We're talking Secretary of State who hmm, probably knows a few foreign dictators, but it's actually the head of the second largest teachers union in the country. David, well... That's some news coming out from the se former Secretary of State. Yeah, they're calling each other dangerous, I think, Ooh, is what this is going danger, back danger. and forth now. But former St Secretary of State Pompeo calls teachers union head the most dangerous person in the world. It's American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten. Randy! The most dangerous individual. On, you know what I mean? We're making fun of this in a way, but we're talking about the influence of millions and millions of young children, impressionable children. We know what kind of garbage is in the curriculum. So it's dangerous whether she is the most dangerous or not. That's up for another debate. But Anyway, uh, so Pompeo is accusing the teachers' unions of pushing filth on children. Thank you, sir, for making that public statement. Quote, I tell the story often. I get asked, who's the most dangerous person in the world? Is it Chairman Kim? Is it Xi Jinping? The most dangerous person in the world is Randy Weingarten. So he said this. It's, it's not a close call, he went further. If you ask who is most likely to take this republic down, it would be the teachers' unions and the filth that they're teaching our kids and the fact that they don't know math and reading or writing. So Katie, he said some fascinating things, kind of paraphrasing a lot of the shows that we do because of the garbage that they're pushing. The lack of education and the actually indoctrination is 
taking the republic down it's absolutely true and when and that's where it's you can see his argument when he says well if you're talking about who is most likely to take this republic down that's what it is death by a thousand paper cuts like this is what's happening in our society is it's not just and i know because Pompeo was part of Trump, and as soon as you say that word, ah, you know, that gets all sorts of feelings. So it's not Trump taking the world down. But this is an instance where you have an individual at the top who you can point to because of what she is uh, orchestrating and arguing for to all of her teachers' unions head, uh, other teachers' union heads uh, at the state level. And then that trickles down into all of the teachers in these public schools who are then trickling down into all of our children hmm. and they are pushing forward with all of their nonsense not teaching our kids how to read write or do arithmetic but teaching how to trans the kids and yes i'm going to say the phrase transing the kids that's because right. that's what's happening and it all stems from randy weingarten at the top it's just trickling down so mike pompeo i mean he's been around the block a time or two he has seen and sat with these dictators he knows the level of like detriment they could do to a society yep. society and for him to say randy weingarten is the worst the i take him at dangerous. Worst, or the most yeah. dangerous the most dangerous well the worst <laughs> yeah, yeah but the most dangerous i i i understand his viewpoint yeah i understand what he is saying but, because he's also been paying attention to what's happening to our schools yeah. and by the way weingarten retweeted a post that claimed it's crucial to teach queer history amid LGBTQIA plus history mm. month Crucial. and the rest of the year too, she said. Mm. So mm. there you go mm. again, queer all year. And we That's have another- be the phrase. Yep, we That's have a quote phrase, from yeah. Pompeo, but first there's a video from Randy Weingarten, watch. And when I hear Pompeo do this about saying that what is taught is filthy or attacking teachers or attacking their representative who's been reelected by them it makes people feel more alone and more isolated and what we need to do more and more and more which is part of the reason why opening schools were so important bring back the relationships bring back the comedy bring people together so that people can see that you know they're not just looking at their their devices that they can see that that kind of relational well-being regardless of what you believe is what's vital in terms of overcoming the doubt overcoming the problems, overcoming the anxiety um, and the aftershocks, not only of COVID, but the inequities. That's why I'm so concerned about what what he did. Oh, gaslighting, gaslighting, gaslighting. It was so important to get this open up the schools again. They advocated for some of the most stricted shutdowns across the country and the the the, the bobbling heads there on whatever liberal <laughs> communist network Joe. that was yeah yeah sure oh yes randy yes number one oh, she Lord says we us. need to bring the comedy back but this yeah, entire thing has comedy. been a farce the entire situation with our school system has been a, a giant farce and it's not funny at all it's 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 downright it's sad hmm dangerous would you say and what she is saying on these morning shows as she says all of them she is by the way she is to schools what Anthony Fauci is to uh, the health system. Like, yes. they go on these shows and they gaslight and they gaslight. And then they're like, oh, what? What? What's, what's wrong? Is there something happening? I didn't 
I didn't know. Why, why are you being all political, Mike Pompeo? Why are you, I mean, why are you saying this? What are you doing? It's ridiculous. But hey, you know, she likes to tweet out things instead of actually representing teachers. I mean, this is, oh, she goes on the tweets. morning shows and go. was talking about the Mike Pompeo thing. She's tweeting about the Mike Pompeo thing. But hey, she cares about your kids, right? As Randy Weingarten tweeted, I know that Mike Pompeo is running for president. Oh, she should be a journalist. She's got inside scoop. <laughs> and frankly, I don't know whether to characterize his characterization of me in the art, the interview that he had done where he said this as ridiculous or <gasps> dangerous. Wait, wait. So now, so now he's the dangerous one. Okay. At the State Department, Pompeo defended Middle East tyrants and undermined Ukraine. Lies. Says the lady. Yes, of course, with the little Ukraine flag up there. So, of course, she's going to talk about it. He was more focused on pleasing Trump than fighting the number four freedom national security, and democracy. Lies. To compare us to China means he must not know what his own department says. Do you know what your own president says there, Randy Weingarten? Like the president of the United States who you bow to? Because <laughs> he doesn't even know what he says. So <laughs> thanks, Randy. Well, I want to mention a quote Pompeo said, if our kids don't grow up understanding America is an exceptional nation, we're done. And they're not growing up believing that. In fact, they believe just the opposite because they're told to, they're taught to. Pompeo said if they think it's an oppressor class and an oppressed class, if they think the 1619 Project and we were founded on a racist idea, if those are the things people entered the seventh grade deeply embedded into their understanding of America, it's difficult to understand how Xi Jinping's claim that America is in decline won't prove true. So Pompeo is right. She is just making it up. She knows there aren't going to be any fact checkers to check her. But uh, we've got to move on, Katie. Still to come, a Michigan school board appoints a self-proclaimed unhinged 23-year-old with several mental illnesses to be its trustee. What could go wrong? Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. We keep telling moms and dads across the nation, get involved in your school board. We do. And what happens when you don't get involved? You're about to find out. Uh, this is what happens when you don't. You, at least in Michigan, get a 23-year-old who claims himself to be chaotic evil and Eesh. unhinged. Uh, he was just appointed to the Dryden Community School Board. I am, of course, talking about the four named Carl Austin Miller Grondin. What? Who has been appointed the youngest ever trustee for the school board. And of course, parents are outraged. I can't see why. Uh, it's not because of his age. Hey, we're not ageist around here. 23, that's awesome. If he's informed. But it's because of all the things that he posts online because everyone's online, their entire lives are online. If you're not online, 
I guess you're stuck in the real world, and we can't have that today. Everyone is online. No, Katie, so, people are going to think you're exaggerating when you describe oh, no. th this guy, that he actually not. does post evil, demonic pictures of himself yes. on his social media, which has been removed, but we have captures. Yeah, that's true. Screen grabs. Uh, there are photos, there are videos. They have the offensive language. They He's wearing, like, sexually inappropriate attire all this thing and hey let's just look take a look at a little TikTok video there where he literally in the caption says when you have several mental illnesses and clinically unhinged but hey you came out funny and extroverted and it's just a video of him kind of dancing back and forth and drinking i don't know a frappuccino i did alcohol who knows what is happening but he admits right there that he's got several mental illnesses okay that's not all his social media actually says look at that that he goes by he him he, him. He's a, a brat. Yes. He says chaotic evil. Yes. And unhinged. Yes. And now representing the Dryden Community School Board. Um, well, that's delicious. I, I want to point out, tragically, apparently, he had 104 million followers. Oh, wait, 104,000 followers, 10.7 million likes on his whatever profile this is from his social media there on one all of the of social the media all the various that's ones. a lot of influence you know that's a lot of influence that uh he's having and you can you can bet a lot of children in that whatever wherever dryden is whatever district that is they know about this i'm well, sure they do well yeah and so basically what, what typically happens I guess one parent had actually talked about it and said that the local school board knew the local voters would not actually vote for in this person, this parent said, for this freak, even though he's from a well-known and influential family. Oh, interesting. Oh, there we go. So they appointed him. This is not the influence we want or need on our kids. And then typically, I guess what happens is Dryden School Board trustees are elected, like, you know, school boards are elected all across the nation. Well, there was a vacant seat that became available when a board member had stepped down to accept employment in the district's high school. So when a parent uh, reached out to Libs of TikTok, who actually brought this to light, they said that this was announced out of the blue and parents and grandparents are enraged. Now, Groundon will serve on the board for two years during the next election cycle unless a special election is announced, which is interesting. Let's see if that actually happens. But I guess on being appointed, Groundon said, I want to be the person I never saw growing up in Dryden as the only openly LGBT kid. A ton of administrators like the Dryden Junior Senior High School principal and district superintendent, Mary Finnegan, were constantly encouraging me and were great. But my experience would have been even better if I saw someone like me to look up to. Well, you're on the social media now, so now all the everyone can look up to you. Yep. And you'll also be at these school board meetings. So let's see how that happens, like what happens there and, and how much better of an education these kids will get because Grandin being on that school board. There's one thing I noticed from this article that he was encouraging kids on TikTok to use um, branding people with homophobia as a manipulation tactic. I find that to be very, I mean, that, they're just blatantly open with what they're doing, their tactics and their agenda now. And I find it interesting. They're, they are also influential on children. So, hey, just, just back them into the corner, use accusations, use labels, hateful, homophobe, whatever else, yep. you know? All right, well, when we come back, Two Pennsylvania school board members are caught on video saying that girls should just allow boys to compete on their teams because it won't matter that much anyway, right? That's next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding 
towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Does Title IX even matter? That's the question of this next story, because should girls be allowed to compete against, and here's the keyword, just girls? That's where we're at. Title IX. Should girls be allowed to compete against just girls? I'm already confused. Not, not, not boys being on the girls' teams, the ones who say that they are trans, so that they then compete on the girls' teams. That's... That's the question. <sighs> that, that's, this is the debate we're going to have, I'm sure, all of 2023, because we've had it all of 2022 as well. Now, there's a school board who said, a couple members on the school board, who said that, you know, since girls, they don't amount to much of anything anyway, when in terms of sports, Ooh. who cares? And these are coming from, dare I say, female school board members. Take a look. Our philosophy is not about competition and who's winning that's not that doesn't seem to be the purpose of athletics at cbsd at least as we've stated it like just looking at a kind of big picture view of what we're talking about because one i i question why this conversation is coming up right now um is it theoretical is it driven by political means i mean is it really relevant mostly to the k-12 population because that's really what we're talking about about 99% of kids will never go on to professional sports, and only about 94% will go on to college level sports. And that doesn't mean that we don't have this conversation, it just means that really what it should be grounded on is inclusion of all kids. Like, every kid needs to have the opportunity to play. Mm. So much there. But just so we know, this is Central Bucks School District in Pennsylvania, and those were two Democrat school board members who as you heard, think that you know, boys should just compete as girls. It doesn't really matter. As the one said, it's our philosophy is not about competition and who's winning. Mm-hmm. But David, we're talking about sports. Yeah. Specifically in sports. Yes, it is about. Especially high school sports. We're not talking like peewee sports where, yeah, everyone gets to play. All the kids can play. And right. Now get a We're wor- talking about award. the high school sports. And especially since we're talking about girls and how they could get scholarships. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. To education, to further their education yeah. in college. Yes, it absolutely does matter and should be about competition. Mm-hmm. And by you just saying, it's about inclusion and everyone should just get to play. Then take away all the sports. So they are they implying uh, that winning isn't important? You know, as this Correct. tweet from Megan Brock uh, mentioning this thing. That our philosophy is not about competition and who's winning. Yep, that's what she said. It doesn't seem to be the purpose of athletics at this district in Pennsylvania. Yep, that's exactly what it said. And the, the fact that the next one said about ninety nine percent of the kids will not never go on to play professional sports. And only 94 will go on to college level sports. Why does that matter? That, that's not my point. The reason you play sports in high school, the reason I played sports, is camaraderie. About learning responsibility and hard work and dedication and feeling pain and suffering and then seeking that reward after. And it's not always about winning. But it is about working hard and, and earning some sort of reward for what you put into it. But if you're going to do this to girls and you're going to say, who cares? Let's let all the boys play with the girls. How defeatist is that to the girls? Why would they even try mm-hmm. then? Yep. Because that's what you learn in high school sports, especially the team sports. You learn how 
to actually work together with other human beings. But we don't want that in our society. We just want girls to be kicked off to the side in favor of all those boys who say they're girls. Point blank. I could go on. I'm very feisty when it yep. comes to female you know, sports I, because this, this is my this is like bread and butter. Just, it's just to me again. What were our, what were our great grandparents or our grandparents think? It is astounding that we're having these conversations. It really is. But still to come, a high school sophomore in Seattle takes first place at a girls track meet. But last year, he took 72nd place, competing in this at the same meet as a boy. We're talking about that next. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, the next story, uh, quickly, uh, this biological male. Let's call this person him, shall we? Uh, the headline says, a biological male who was 72nd on boys' track team takes first place on girls' track team. Uh, Katie, it's not exactly a headline, but here's what happened, friends. I mean, this is common sense. Washington Seattle Academy High School girls, girls, girls cross-country team qualified for the state championship thanks to trans student Aspen Hoffman. So last year, he, Hoffman, was a mediocre, mediocre cross-country runner and on Seattle Academy's boys team during freshman year. Aspen Hoffman competed as a boy. He finished in 72nd place. Now look at that. We even have documentation on that. Is this number 72 there? Can you see mm -hmm. that? Yep. Where he placed um, as a boy. But now, but wait, there's more. <laughs> as a sophomore, competing as a girl, Hoffman broke Seattle Academy's school record. Well, it's the girls' record in the 5,000-meter category and ranks first in the league. Hoffman's time in the 5,000-meter would rank him 48th if he had competed in the boys' division. Earlier this semester, Hoffman took second at districts, qualifying Seattle Academy for the state championship. So I'm going, okay, this whole academy is in because a boy yep. competed with the girls. Yep. And Katie, just go ahead and get feisty on us. <sighs> All right, when you're talking about, especially because last year was a freshman, now he's a sophomore. His biology is still really revving up to go. Yep. When you are a girl and you are a freshman and then you go to sophomore year, girls obviously mature biologically faster than the boys do. So the girls at this point are kind of, not that they're slowing down, but they're not going to like propel in terms of their speed as much as what the boys are. You saw, based on his last year's qualification time, yeah. being 72nd, he did get about almost a minute and a half faster. And in cross country, that's huge in a 5,000 meter. That's impressive. However... If you can see that if all again, things are equal, it's if, if all things are equal, as you said, <laughs> he would have still placed 48th if he was doing that in the boys' time. So you can see how much better boys 
are at this age yeah. and it takes a lot more for the girls so now literally the girls are being left in the dust on the on the cross-country trail literally. because of what is happening and what they're allowing so if you're a girl on the cross-country team yay i just P pr they call it or personal record or personal best pd yeah. whatever you want to call it but i still took second on my team and in second maybe overall to a boy a biological male and you cannot overcome that when you see the just biologically you see the numbers that he's coming in with it's i'm feisty about well it. come on katie trust the science won't you no um no let, let me go back what happened really brief briefly history in 2007 the washington state interscholastic athletic association adopted the international olympic committee's position which stated that trans individuals could participate in sports in their reassigned gender. In other words, whatever they want to, they could flip across the aisle, whatever. Reassign, they could do that themselves, provided they had undergone surgery and a minimum of two years of hormone treatments. Then the next, actually 11 years later, 2018, WIAA updated its policy, lifting the surgical component. So an MTF, which is male to female student, must have one calendar year of medically documented testosterone suppression therapy to be eligible to participate on a female team consistent with the policy. But they disregarded all scientific reasoning and eliminated all requirements related to medical evaluation and hormone therapy. So there's the history that brought us to this justifiable insanity. The only positive there is that these kids maybe then aren't at least surgically changing themselves to be able to compete. That's the only positive. That maybe they're just going to say they're a boy when they're a girl well, or a girl when they're a boy. Hormone suppression. Hormone suppression. If you're a boy. That's the only, yeah. only positive. I'm trying to yeah. give something positive. <laughs> you're here. an optimist. I am an optimistic realist. But hey, are you as one, one as well? <laughs> and if you're a fan of this show, maybe you are. Uh, please do your little thing there and uh, like, comment, share. If you're watching here on the social media, which you probably are, uh, please send us your feedback by visiting stayeducated.org. And hey, don't forget to take advantage of our 66% off deal at MyPillow. Simply go to MyPillow.com and use the code EDUCATED yes. to save yourself a bundle <laughs> on your towels. Maybe you get a bundle of towels then this Christmas season. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do here. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.